Happy 10K to us. Happy birthday to me. All glory to God. Let's have a jubilee. Today we are celebrating, my friend, and we are celebrating big. <laughs> What's there to celebrate, you ask? We just passed 10,000 downloads of the Redeem Her Time podcast, and the calendar is about to turn 50 years of his faithfulness in my life. Yep, I'm hitting some big milestones, so I'm taking a moment to pause and ponder, to reflect on what God is doing through this with God life, where he graciously extends his divine invitation to do life with him, yet somehow in his providence still allows for my participation. In today's episode, I'll share the party invite and the party favors that you can take home over the next few days, month, and year. Ready to celebrate his goodness together? Grab your noisemaker, because the praise is going to get loud around here. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time, and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Yay! I'm so glad that you RSVP'd to the celebration. I know you're going to be blessed, challenged, and moved to action with what I have to share on this episode. So first, yes, it's true, 10,000 times women, or at least I'm guessing they're mostly women, because that's who I'm specifically talking to, have tuned into a Redeem Her Time episode to intentionally make the best use of their time in this season and in light of eternity. That's a lot of hearts and calendars changed. And imagine the ripple effect that has as each one puts the truths and tools we talk about around here into practice. Every day, I pray that God would expand the impact of Redeem Her Time. And this is just one way of measuring its reach. Now, 10K is amazing and all, but I have an even bigger milestone I want to see God do over the next year. 100,000 downloads. I know, that's 10 times where we're at now. But that's the kind of God we have, right? It reminds me of the parable of the sower and where the seed fell. What do you know about what happened to the seed that fell on good soil? In Matthew 13, 8, it says, That seed produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and even some thirty. That means for every tiny seed sown, it produced one hundred, sixty, or even thirty times more. That, my friend, is a great yield. Now, (laughs) I'm no farmer, 
Just so you know, you may have heard me refer to where I live as the figgy farm, but it's not a planting and harvesting kind of farm. So I looked it up. A typical seed yield would be 20 to 60 times what was planted. That's what it means in Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or imagine, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. We serve a God who can make 160 or even 30 fold return on the seed that we plant in good soil. More on soil in a minute. So yes, he can and will divinely help us hit 100,000. And at the same time, he uses our participation to do it. So to help us get a really big boost towards 100K, I'm doing a birthday bash giveaway. And you could be a party favor winner. So what are the prizes you ask? You could take home a three one-hour distraction-proofing coaching sessions package valued at $227 or a full ride scholarship for the Redeem Her Time group coaching program valued at $497. So how do you get in on the fun, you ask? By either leaving a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or if you've already left a review in the past, just share the show with a friend. Either way, be sure to take a screenshot of the review or of your share and head over to redeemhertime.com forward slash community. To come into our free Redeem Her Time community, post your screenshot and use hashtag, hashtag 100K. And when does the party start and end, you ask? The party starts right now. From today, June 1st through Tuesday, June 6th, you can get in on the party and get in the drawing for the one-on-one coaching sessions or group coaching program when you post your screenshot and hashtag 100K. And set a reminder so you don't forget to pop over inside the community for the drawing on Wednesday, June 7th to see if you're one of the winners. I know he can grow it and will use you to do it. So TIA, my Lilas. Wait, Lissa, what was that about a birthday bash? Well, that's the second thing we're celebrating. Me turning 50 this month. That's so crazy to think about because that puts me exactly halfway. Halfway to what, you ask? Halfway to 100 years. Maybe you've heard me share that one of my grandmas lived to 102, and the other one lived to 98, both faithfully walking with the Lord for all of their lives. So I figure I'll split the difference at 100. That's why I wear their rings every day, as a reminder of the rich legacy they left me, and the legacy that I will leave one day for those after me. God only knows exactly how many days I will live on this earth but I do know it's not forever. So that means there's no time to waste. In fact, in order to make time more tangible, I have two jars of marbles on my desk with a hundred marbles between the two to represent my hundred years. One jar has the marbles for the years I've already lived. For those, I'm grateful because God was faithful. The other jar has the marbles for the years I've yet to live. For those, I'm expectant because I know he will continue to be faithful. And then one marble sits on my desk, reminding me that the only time I can control is the present. And so I aim to be present to the moment. That's why I call my birthday marble moving day. It's the day that the marble I've been living, the year in which I've been currently in, gets moved to the year's already lived jar, which means this year my jars will be equal. 
And next year, I'll officially be losing my marbles. <laughs> LOL. Reflecting back, it was the year I turned 40 that God really started to do a work in me that led to where I am today serving you with Redeem Her Time. It was then that I felt him tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey, Lissa, I've given you some gifts and abilities to use to build my kingdom. Will you walk with me in obedience? It was then that I really leaned into how to live the with God life with my active participation by being more present and intentional with the time he has given me to do what he has called me to. So here I am, exactly 10 years later, celebrating his faithfulness, looking back at all he has done, not just in the last 10 years, but in all 50. And I decided I don't want this big milestone to go unnoticed or just fade away into the distant past as just another birthday. But rather, I want it to be purposely celebrated, not just for a day, but for the month, and actually for the entire year. On the day of my actual 50th birthday, I planned to spend time connecting with God, family, and friends. And I decided I want to extend the party to include all of you, the Redeem Her Time community, all month long. So to celebrate well, I want to give back. I've opened up 50, yes, the big 5-0, 50 15-minute find-the-time coaching call spots in the month of June, so you can be intentional with how you invest your time too, no matter how old you are. You can go grab one at redeemhertime.com forward slash call, or click the link in the show notes to grab a spot before they fill up. I'll be sure to mention it all month long, but we all know how fast time flies and how quickly that next birthday comes, so don't put it off and miss out on the opportunity. And as for the year-long celebration, I've actually been planning it for some time now. If you were paying attention back a few episodes ago, I gave you a sneak peek because in my chronological Bible reading plan, I was in Leviticus and came across chapter 25. Since it may have been a while since you've been there, let me give you some context. The Lord was speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai about how to live as his people, aka the with God life. Earlier, when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, he commanded the people to honor one day a week as a Sabbath day to the Lord, a day of resting and refilling. Now, a day off once a week may not sound hard to us living in society with modern conveniences like refrigeration, but remember, in their agrarian culture, they literally depended on the land to provide their daily sustenance. So not working the land for an entire day once a week was a really big deal. But God had already proved himself faithful by providing enough manna for them each day and a double portion on the day before the Sabbath each week so they could rest. And those who did not follow his statutes literally saw the consequences for their lack of trust right before their eyes. You can go check it out in Exodus 16. We'll dive into our modern day struggles around Sabbathing on another episode. So for now, let's sit with this question. Do we fully trust that our obedience will actually make us more fruitful the other six days of the week rather than working ourselves all seven? God's plan for his people is 24-6, not 24-7. God had also instituted seasonal holidays to be set apart to reconnect, to remember, and to rest. Passover, the feasts of unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, trumpets, and tabernacles, as well as the Day of Atonement some of which even lasted up to an entire week of no work in order to focus on God. God knew his people needed regular rhythms of rest to reflect on what he had done and 
what he will do. So let's get back to Leviticus. In chapter 25, the Lord told Moses that when the people of Israel enter the promised land that he would one day give them, they were to keep a Sabbath year to the Lord, allowing the land to completely rest. And they were to repeat that every seven years. This was how they again practiced trusting that God would provide all they needed. So one day a week, up to one week a season, one year in every seven, all for the purpose of stopping work to honor his hand in their lives. And then we come to verse nine, which introduces the year of Jubilee. Here's what it says. You shall count seven weeks of years, seven times seven years. So the time of the seven weeks of years shall give you 49 years. Then on the day of atonement, you shall sound the trumpet throughout all your land and you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you when each of you shall return to his property and each of you shall return to his clan. That 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. It shall be holy to you. In this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his property. You shall not wrong one another, but you shall fear your God for I am the Lord your God. Therefore, you shall do my statutes and keep my rules and perform them. And then you will dwell in the land securely. The land will yield its fruit and you will eat your fill and dwell in it securely. And I love that he goes on to assure them that during the 49th year, the land would produce enough for that year plus the next two years, carrying them through the year of Jubilee and into the 51st year. Now, only the one true God, our creator and sustainer can do all that. So when I read that passage a few months ago, knowing that this was the year I would turn 50, that number stood out to me, the 50th year, a year that was to be marked by resting, reflecting, and restoration. Exactly what our souls truly need, living in this busy and distracting world that just keeps going faster and faster, 24-7, 365. A rhythm of rest, a holy practice, a year of jubilee. I got curious and dug into some commentaries and read, it was actually in the 49th year when the land started to lay fallow, meaning left unplowed and unplanted, in order to rest. And then it hit me. Do you know when God started really slowing me down, asking me to lay down some distractions and focus on what he was calling me to? In my 49th year, he was getting me ready for 50. and I didn't even know it, but I do now. So I've decided to celebrate not just my 50th birthday or birth month, but my entire 50th year as a Jubilee year. And I'm calling it Her Redeemed Year. I want to give you a peek at what I'm planning to do to celebrate with an intention of turning this into a year-long mastermind for women who also want to dive deeper into living a with God life together. So if that's you, stay tuned. But first, I want to look at the four purposes of the year of Jubilee and what it shows us about God and his invitation to trust him. The four purposes are fallowness, freedom, forgiveness, and fellowship. First, fallowness, rest from busyness. Again, us non-farmers don't really understand this in the way that ancient Israel would have. But fallowness is intentionally giving land a rest. During this time period, farmers do not plow, they do not sow, they do not reap. They just let the land sit. So my let's be as productive as possible brain asks, why? 
Wouldn't planting every year yield more crops over time? So I thought I'd better do a little digging. And here's what my Google search found. A fallow is a stage of crop rotation whereby the land is deliberately not used to grow a crop. In traditional agriculture, it is used to allow the soil to recover its production potential by storing organic matter while retaining moisture and to reduce population levels of pests by temporarily removing their hosts. That is amazing. Simply resting, AKA not producing or being forced to produce, allows the land to be more fruitful because it stores up the good and removes the bad. Sound like something you need in your life? A refilling with what matters and a removing of what doesn't? Me too. And God values rest. And he knew we needed rest in order to care for both our bodies and our souls. So since creation, he's instituted rhythms of rest for his people. Daily, weekly, seasonally, yearly, including the 50th year of Jubilee rest. So what does rest look like for you? What fallowness is your soul needing? Number two, freedom, release from bondage. The second principle is one of walking away free of that which has been keeping you in bondage. Back in the Israelite times, that often came in the form of making oneself a bondservant when you owed someone but could not pay up. So instead, you worked for them for a time to settle accounts. Although God knew that people would be bound to those they owed, he did not want his people to live in unending bondage. That's why in the year of Jubilee, plus in the Sabbath years every seven years, Bond servants got to go free. They were released to return to their own families and homes. Could you imagine what that must have felt like to walk away a free man and go back to those you love? Amazing. And here's the thing. God loves setting people free, not just from our human debts, but from our spiritual debt and the sin that holds us captive. And knowing that we could never pay what we owe for the consequence of our sin, He sent his son to free those who trust in him as their savior. That, my friend, is reason to rejoice, to experience a time of jubilee. We're now free to walk away from the sin that entangled us and separated us from God. Free to fully live out what he has called us to. So, what is holding you captive? What bondage do you need freedom from? Number three, forgiveness. Repair from brokenness. In the Israelite days, the year of Jubilee included forgiveness of financial debts. And this again was repeated in the Sabbath year every seven years too. The money which you owed another was forgotten. Again, how freeing to experience debt forgiveness. Anyone wishing you'd get that seventh year letter from your mortgage or credit card company? Not that it's beyond the realm of possibility. And there are reasons that we are responsible for our debts. But there's a kind of debt that can be forgiven because ours has been forgiven. And it has nothing to do with dollar bills. We talk often that we are redeemed, which means that we have been bought with a price, the sacrifice of Jesus, to be reconciled to God, which is why we live redeemed with how we spend our time, our money, our energy, our lives. So as those who have been redeemed, aka forgiven, it seems only fitting that we would in turn forgive others. Do you remember the story of the servant who'd been forgiven an enormous debt he could never repay and yet turned around and would not show mercy in his fellow servant for a small debt? His unforgiveness of another showed the true condition of his heart. 
And so for both the Israelites and for us, the year of Jubilee and the Sabbath years are a time when we ought to forgive others for what we think they owe us for what they have done, because we too have been forgiven by our Heavenly Father. And that forgiveness is freeing, reopening up a relationship with fellow man and with God. We can release their debt and repair the brokenness in our hearts, even if that person never asks for it, because forgiveness is really between us and God as a reflection of what he has done for us. So what brokenness are you holding on to? Who do you need to forgive? And last, fellowship. Restoration from barrenness. Isn't that the point of all this? The fallowness, the freedom, the forgiveness. It's all so that we can be in right relationship with our fellow man, but more importantly, with our God. The purpose of the year of Jubilee was to turn the people's attention and anxiety away from their debts and debtors, their work, their busyness, all their distractions in order to reconnect with God as their provider. When we get all the distractions out of the way, we can truly live the with God life. We practice fallowness because he rested and commands us to rest. We walk in freedom because he freed us from our bondage to sin. We seek forgiveness because he has forgiven us our debt to him. We participate in fellowship because he has invited us into the with God life. And so today, As I embark on my 50th year of life, I'm practicing my own version of the year of Jubilee, her redeemed year, in light of the fact that I have been redeemed. For the first four months, I will focus on one of the year of Jubilee principles each month, reading, praying, journaling, and seeking. I will practice fallowness, getting quiet to reflect on what the past has held, where I am now, and where God is leading. I will walk in freedom, claiming Christ's sacrifice for sin that has held me in bondage to fully living the life he has called me to. I will seek forgiveness, getting right with others whom I have hurt or have hurt me along the way. I will participate in fellowship, truly connecting with the one who made me to be in relationship with him. Then, for the next eight months, I will focus on one area of attention a month. My faith walk, my family, my friendships, my service my stewardship, my wellness, my passions, my dwelling, evaluating where I am, where God is leading, and what practices I want to implement to move towards what he calls me to in my with God life. At least that's my plan, but I know that his are even better than mine. So we'll see what he does. My part is to intentionally put my heart in a place where he can do the work. And his part is to do the work on my soul. I can't wait to see what he does in my Her Redeemed Year my 50th year of Jubilee. I'll keep you updated on how it's going on the podcast as we go and invite you to join us inside the Redeem Her Time community, where we'll dive deeper into truly living the with God life and making space in our schedules for what God has called us to. Here's to the one who can take us from 10K to 100K, from fallowness to freedom to forgiveness to fellowship. Do you mind if I commit this next year to him for us both? Dear Lord, We praise you because your word says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. What a comfort to know that you know all of our days before even one of them came to be and that you hold each one in your hands. We thank you for how you are building your kingdom through this podcast. We thank you for the 10,000 downloads already that have touched hearts and we wait expectantly for that 100,000 K milestone as a way of measuring the impact and reach this message is having on women all over the world. Thank you for birthdays and celebrations 
and for showing your people how to celebrate well by pausing from busyness to reconnect with you. I lay this next year before you and submit to what you want to do in my heart and life and how you will use it in the lives of other busy Christian women along the way. May your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, girl, let's get this party started. First, go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share this podcast with a friend if you already left a review. Take a screenshot and then pop over in the Redeem Her Time community to post it with hashtag 100K to get entered in to win either the one-on-one distraction-proof coaching sessions or the full ride group coaching scholarship. Then grab one of the 50 free 15-minute Find the Time strategy sessions this month. And be sure to follow along with my Her Redeemed Year, aka the Year of Jubilee, inside the Redeem Her Time community. Don't worry, I'll drop those links in the show notes for you. That way, you can celebrate in all three ways with me. See you at the party. (laughs) Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So... What was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing. Together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.